Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Today, we're visiting with Heather Ash from happinessmama.com. Heather, thanks so much for being here. Hey, thank you. I'm so glad you're here. I love so much of what's going on in your world and your website. Like, I just love it. Happiness Mama. Yay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. we need happier mamas, right? right? Oh, yeah. It's so important for moms to take care of themselves. And, you know, a lot of times, Moms kind of end up, you know, with their needs on the back burner. Oh, yeah. It's so easy, easy to let that happen. Yeah. You've got these little people that really need like all of you (laughs) all the time, (laughs) all the time. So but, you know, we always talk about you can't pour from an empty cup and you have to fill yourself up so that you can give to others and, and really show up for for your kids and for your family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. So true. And something else I've been thinking a lot about is how. Not just, and that is so true, but also that just for ourselves, you know, just that we do deserve to be happy, you Mm -hmm. know, just in and of ourselves. Yes, yes, I love that. Right, a good reminder Mm -hmm. because not only is it how it's going to affect our kids and our family, it's us. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what brought you to Happiness Mama? I've always been really into personal growth and, you know, love reading books about personal growth and love um, and also health, um, I guess, fitness and, you know, trying to take good care of myself and improve myself or I just love that kind of stuff. Becoming a mother of the normal thing, it just, of course, it totally changed my life and was a huge um, shift and transformation and in who I am. And um, so, but after my first daughter was born, I had postpartum depression and anxiety, but I didn't even realize it for, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that's what it was. I just thought it was that hard for everyone. Right. And no one else really seemed to, you know, nobody really figured out that that was what was going on either. And I only, I don't know, she was probably over a year before I realized, oh, that, because at that point I was starting to come out of it. And it was decreasing anyway, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Right. I've been in this fog, and I didn't even know I was yeah, there. Yeah, So that's yeah. what that was. Oh, my goodness. I was um, expecting my second. I wanted to do everything I could to, you know, prevent it yeah. and make, make absolutely sure that that didn't happen again and that if it did, I was ready and other people around me were prepared and, you know, knew what to look for. And so I did all kinds of things to try to prevent it, and thankfully – I did not have it the second time around, but it was it was shortly after that I just started mm-hmm. thinking I, I'd love to be able to have the flexibility of working at home and maybe I'd like to start a blog because I love writing and mm-hmm. and I love to help others and I'm a I love to teach and nurture and being I loved helping other moms like friends uh, prepare for natural birth since mm-hmm. I had both of my babies at home and you know and helping them learn how to do cloth diapering and. And talking about breastfeeding, all these things that, you know, if you've never had children, you know, you just don't even know about yet. Right. And that you kind of need support with. Yes, you do. And it's not always easy to find, you know, that support. So uh, I just really wanted to, I realized, hey, you know, I would love to help other moms on the journey to creating the lives they really want to live. And me too. And I just love talking about that and 
learning about it and sharing it. So That's so awesome. And, you know, it's grown into a blog and a community and now a podcast. I think that that's just you know, phenomenal. There's all kinds of ways for moms to connect. And and that really is what it's about is having that support, you know, not only for, like you said, the cloth diapering and the breastfeeding and the natural birthing, like that's so amazing. And we are such huge, you know, uh, proponents and fans of that. But to also have that community for ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, totally. Huge. It's huge. It's so big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's vital. (laughs) It's essential. You know, it's not like an extra But sometimes I think at first we, you know, I mean, I know it's so intense when you first have a baby, you know, and so it really does take your all. But but you've also got to be, as you said, filling your cup, you know, Mm -hmm. in order to to have anything to give. Well, I think, you know, we, especially in in American culture, we pride ourselves on this individualism and like doing it all ourselves. And it's like with raising a family, especially as a first time mom or a new mom, you really need that. It takes a village, right? Mentality a lot more. Oh, yes. Yes. Your partner, you know, if, if you have one, and I mean, that's such a huge, huge help when they're really on board and really realize, you know, what can and need to help you, and then your family, and then friends. One of my biggest soapboxes, maybe, is when I get the chance to share about it, is just how important it is to have that period of rest after the baby mm-hmm. comes, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah. I didn't realize that with my first baby. I just, not that I felt like I needed to, I don't think I bought into the, well, maybe a little, but the society idea of, oh, get right back to it, you know, get back right. to normal. But I just, I I mean, right after the baby was born, I was up because I wasn't home. So it was real easy to get up. And it was so funny. One of my neighbors knocked on the door. She was coming over, I think, to see if I wanted to take a walk or something. <laughs> yeah. And then, so she so I was like, hey, I just had a baby. <laughs> So she's like, why are you answering the door? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so with my second, I was like, don't let me answer the door. You know? Right. <laughs> I yeah. Need it's to be a, in bed. Like, exactly. It's kind of that like fourth trimester, you know, time that really kind of baby moon time to, you know, hang out and recover and connect and just adjust to this mm-hmm. new situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Much. And, and yeah. let your body heal, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, even in, when you're perfectly healthy, it, right. it's, it's like running a marathon or something, you know? Yes, yes, so. yeah. It's a huge, huge toll. And, you know, so many moms continue to experience, like you said, those effects for years, you know? I mean, I know you said you kind of came out of this fog. And, you know, I think there's so many moms that that struggle with postpartum depression. I mean, my gosh, like it's a massive life change. It's a huge like hormonal shift in your body. Like, you know, you've just like grown a person. Um, So, (laughs) you know, that can't be understated. There's so much that goes into that. And like, you know, from a nutrition and health perspective, I mean, we're talking about like a lot of times in this day and age, so many moms are kind of like already on the edge of health themselves. Like they're already sort of, yeah, depleted. Their adrenals Mm -hmm. are exhausted. Their thyroid's under functioning there. You know, they don't have the mineral status they need to, their digestion's not Mm -hmm. primed. So they're not even like replenishing. Yeah. So to grow a person, deliver a person, and then like be expected to suddenly be back in their life with the addition of a 24 seven, you know, baby (laughs) is a lot. And so a lot of moms, you know, don't 
really get the chance to recover or even understand that there is something big to recover from. Because I think yeah. we just like in society, yeah, kind of sweep it under the, oh, like you had a baby, right? Everybody has babies, like big deal. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And I, I, it seems like it, it, it's, seems worse than ever because I think we are so isolated, unfortunately, you know, we're all in our homes by ourselves, you know, not so much coming and going, you know, in each other's right. areas. So, yeah. Right. We talk a lot about, you know, we have our essential elements of whole health. This is kind of the method that we approach wellness with our clients. And one of our um, elements is connections and all about like building a community and your relationships and how much it matters and how lacking it is in current society because, you know, so many people have isolated and not really that we meant to or that we wanted to. Yeah, it's just, you know, people would move, you know, far away from their families, whereas before in generations past, that didn't really happen. You sort of stayed in the same, like, geographical area. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's that, that's a physical distance. And then just different relationships and different situations and, um, you know, maybe the same way that we don't have small communities where you kind of like grow up with people and go to school with people and go to church with people and, yeah. you know, work in the same community where you kind of know everyone. Yeah, yeah it's a huge deal. So you, it, you really have to consciously create your community. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And there's no more important time to do that than when you're building a family. <laughs> yes, true. Yeah. Like, I know that we kind of skipped over some of the postpartum depression, but are there any things that you implemented? I know you said for the second, you know, you really work to implement some things. Are there any things that you can share that moms might pay attention to? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, one thing I did that I think probably had a very helpful effect is I actually did eat the placenta, and Mm -hmm. I was – and I, did, I don't even think I was aware of that the first time around as an option. And I talked to my midwives and um, about, you know, how they felt like it was what was the best way to do it. And mm-hmm. they suggested just basically not dry it. Just not do the encapsulation. Exactly, not do the encapsulation. Uh-huh. So my, thank God for my husband. Um, he, he handled it and basically just chopped it into little pieces and, um, mm-hmm. and then he would make placenta smoothies for me. Smoothies, yes. yeah. And they I've were, seen a lot of people do yeah, that. Yeah, and they were so good and yeah, lots of yogurt, blueberries, mm-hmm. bananas, and sometimes other berries too, but I have no idea what the placenta tasted like or anything. Right. Yeah, so many people I know, like, I can feel right now people going, ew, right. uh, like, oh, no, you know, uh-huh. they're kind of withdrawing from this idea. And it's like, okay, hold on, take a deep breath. Like, this is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cultures around the world do this. And if we look at, like, the animal world, so many animals, you yeah. know, eat the placenta after birth to, like, recover. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to really look at it from, like, hmm, there's something to this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and it absolutely, there's tons of ways to do this. Like you can, you know, freeze it and and include it in smoothies. You can, um, some cultures, you know, cook it Mm, um, and eat eat the placenta that way. And then a lot of people are going to encapsulation, which is where um, usually the midwife, but sometimes it's it's another person as well, will come in and, you know, dehydrate. Mm. They have a special way to do this, dehydrate the placenta, put it in capsules, and you just take the capsules at a certain time. So, yeah. It's um it's so helpful for balancing out that 
drop off of hormones yeah. at the end of delivery. Exactly. Because there are the yeah. hormones in there. It's amazing. Yeah. Plus, you right. know, the iron and I mean, I think the hormones are the key, but, you know, re-nourishing your body with the yeah. iron and all that. Stuff. Yeah, because you put all of that from you into that organ to grow the baby, to nourish the baby. And so now it can nourish you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's really not that different than us thinking about, you know, all the other nutrient-dense, you know, organ meats. You know, we try to include liver in our, you know, in our diets. And so from grass-fed animals, organic, you know, liver. And so, you know, one of the ways that we like to do that is have it frozen, grate it into smoothies, make oh. pate. Yeah, grate it into ground beef that's going hmm. to go into chili or spaghetti or burger patty someplace you won't even notice yes. it's there yeah yeah right yeah. because i'm not a big fan of the taste of liver you know but it is right. i know it's so good for you yes and some people who don't want to you know include it in their foods they'll do the capsules so it's kind of the exact same thing yeah. oh yeah they were talking about the placenta but i think the research is very encouraging on how this does help mom you know taper off that because really after delivery there's this huge hormone drop yes. so to be able to replenish yourself and do it gradually over time and then diminish makes a lot more sense and really can curb those feelings so if you've had this postpartum depression in the past you know it's really something to look into yeah with an open yeah, mind yeah. you know and without the ick factor right. because so many times <laughs> these things that you know maybe aren't talked about enough you know because that's i remember i was a doula mm -hmm. um when i was quite young like i had gone through massage therapy school and really was drawn to um pregnancy massage and preconception care and all of these mm -hmm. kind of things and so i became a doula and yeah. You know, I remember hearing about that going like, what? They eat what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. Because we go, ew, ick, you know, immediately. Yeah. But like when you really look into it and look at the science, like it's pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, even, I mean, that kind of reminds me of breastfeeding, you know, like mm -hmm. how unfortunately in our society it's, it's been locked away. Isn't and it crazy? It's crazy. Yeah. It is. It is crazy. When you really think about it, it's like, okay, that's what we're made for. That's oh, yeah, what that's... breasts are for. <laughs> Exactly. That's why we have them. Right. That's what they're for. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah. And so I actually, I would just also wanted to mention, um, that was a really big thing too with my, the first time around my baby, um, we had trouble with breastfeeding and it took her eight weeks for her to latch on one side well. And so it was just, that was a big part of my, you know, not getting sleep and, um, just so stressed so out, yes, yeah, so Very, frustrating, yeah. and just why isn't it working? Yeah, so it was just heartbreaking, and I was just, I wanted so badly to make it work, and thank God, I just, I mean, I just, I mean, I persevered and and just kept trying, kept trying. I, we also went to a lactation consultant mm -hmm. and at, at our local hospital, and they were like, "You're doing everything right, and everything looks great," and just you know. Did she have a tongue tie? No, no. I mean, Ugh. honestly, I think it was just she preferred like. And, you know, not that there was a big difference between the sides at all, but, you know, how babies mm -hmm. can be particular. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, she just preferred one side to the other. Um, and I don't know if if maybe the letdown might have been slightly different, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, uh, so then once she got it, she got it, thank God. And um, <laughs> but Relief. Yeah. I can even hear the relief in your voice it, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I was afraid I was going to be, yeah. you know, lopsided and. 
Right. <laughs> but, um, right. But so the second time I was like, okay, I had one of my best friends is a lactation consultant. So she, I, you know, I made sure that she was going to come check everything out. Um, my birth educator that we went to her classes, she's also a doula and a lactation consultant. She came and checked, checked everything out. Um, you know, in my home, which that's another thing. The first time around, I felt like the thought of having someone come to my home just seemed like such a big deal. And the second time, I'm like, please come to my come to my yeah. house. Just come over. Yes. Just come make it happen. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there actually that with um, my little daughter, Rose, um, my second girl, it was um, it seemed like it took. It took a couple, maybe, you know, two or three days for her to really get it well. And she also mm-hmm. favored the same side, side as mm-hmm. my first daughter. And I was like, oh, interesting. yeah. And I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, please, please, you know, please let this work. Well. <laughs> not again. Yeah, not again. Right. But yeah. um, thank God she did. She got it quickly and uh, no problem. So, yeah. Good. Well, again, having that community, having that support, you know, yeah. and really, I mean, again, like, you know, doing anything the second time around, we, I mean, even though that every birth is different, every baby's, you know, radically different, it's like, you know, a little bit more of what to expect. And you know, you can do it and you know, you'll get through. (laughs) Right. Well, and that's why I think it's so helpful for new moms that aren't going through it the second time they're going through it the first time. It's like, you know, talk to other moms Mm -hmm. that have been there, you know, connect and really like, you know, get used to what might be going on and, and really like remove the taboo around these topics. Oh yeah. All these questions yeah. we have, you know, like, is yeah. this normal? Is this normal? You know, right. stuff you right. never would have thought of, you didn't even know existed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The connection is just so important. It's so important. And I think too, you know, I mean, I will say, there's something is like too much information. And so, yeah, you know, yeah. especially as we go into some of these different, you know, uh, forums and things like that, you know, you start searching and it's like, uh oh, horror story. And you start getting oh, freaked right. out. Like, yeah. You want to yeah. curate your community, but yeah. definitely like connecting and getting that like quality connection and, and, and a safe space where you can ask your questions, I think is so important. And there's so many um, opportunities for that. I mean, I know you have your community. I know that there's other, um, you know, real food based, natural uh, based communities. I know Holistic Moms um, is a fantastic, you know, resource for people building their local community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many options that I think it's really, really important. Oh, yeah. I'm so thankful that we are able to, to go online and connect with yes. people. Yeah, I think that that's huge. You know, we talk a lot about that in connections, like, okay, so we don't have the local, you know, people, especially like in real food, we're always like, why are we the only one? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> why are we the only one living this way? And and with moms, it's like, okay, why am I the only one thinking about cloth diapering mm-hmm. and breastfeeding and natural home birth yeah. and all these things? It's like, don't worry, there's more out there. Yeah. Like, just connect online. Yeah, you can find them, <laughs> find your people, you know. That's right. Find your tribe. Yeah, your kindred spirits. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And did you change anything else? Like, okay, so you did the placenta, you got more support, you, you know, got your mindset right going in. Yes. Well, one other thing was I made this huge emphasis on sleep and researching, getting ready to help the baby sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I feel like the first time around I was more focused on 
giving birth and hadn't really mm-hmm. put, you know, a lot of thought into actually taking care of the baby afterwards, you know. So right. with the second baby, I was like, we are going to do everything possible to get, get her to sleep well. I bought this rock and play thing. I brushed up on my swaddling, which the swaddle worked the first time. I rewatched Harvey Carp. The happiest yes, baby yes, yes. on the block. Yeah. yeah. Rewatched the video, made the husband watch the video, made sure he knew. You know. <laughs> like everybody's going to get these essays. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, it's okay. I'm going to put a link on the show notes. So on realfoodwholehealth.com, you'll go under the podcast tab and then under episodes, just click on this episode and all the things that we're talking about. I'm going to have links to everything there. So you'll be able to get to Heather's website, her community. Uh, you'll be able to find books and things that we're talking about. And I'll also put some information there on, you know, things like the placenta encapsulation and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a helpful helpful method. Yes. Oh, so helpful. And the video, I highly recommend watching the video and not, not necessarily reading the book. I mean, the book's fine, mm-hmm. but the video is great. And it, yeah, yeah, cause you can see it. Yeah. yeah you see just, and it's it. like free on YouTube, right? Oh, probably. I don't know. I think cool. so. Yeah. <laughs> does he have one specifically that he's put out? Oh yeah, he does. He does. Okay. Okay. Yep, great. Yep. Well, I'll link to that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know I've seen, I've seen it go around Facebook a few times and I oh. think it's like, Oh, there it's on YouTube. Cause it's talking about the five. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I also discovered this um, website called Precious Little Sleep. And anyway, it was just a huge, huge, wonderful resource for also helping with sleep. And oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So I do. That was a big help for me. I mean, you've got to sleep. Yeah. You've got to sleep. You want your little one to sleep and you've got to rest. Yes. And so, you know, I know I've got a friend now that she just recently had a baby and, and she's been putting out the call. I'm so proud of her for asking for help, yes. which so many people are, you know, not really comfortable doing like right away, but you've got to ask for help. And she's like, Hey, I didn't sleep good the past couple nights. You know, can somebody come over and, you know, hold the baby while I take a nap? And, you know, I think that's so important and people are really willing to help. They just don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. So many people in your community, your friends, your family, whatever, they don't want to bother you. They don't want to be a burden. They they want to help you. They just don't know how. So, you know, asking them for help with meals, asking them, hey, can you just come over and like hold the baby? Could you fold a load of laundry? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the they meal train. Yeah. And those meal exactly. trains, you know? Yeah. 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 And there's websites that organize that. Yes. Yeah. For you. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I organized a couple for neighbors on my street in the past, you know, couple of years and mm-hmm. just because I knew how much that meant to me. And right. so, and it's, and it's so easy to do, I mean, to organize. Yeah. So, and it means so much. So it means so much. And, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking, you know, when we get married, we have, you know, kind of our maid of honor and we have, you know, the bridesmaids, we have all these people to sort of help us and plan parties and whatever. And when you give birth, like, where's your team? Oh, wow. <laughs> Yes, what a great analogy. Right? So you kind of need that maid of honor to like. Yes, you do. Yeah. She's, what What would she be? Like the mother supporter? I don't the know. postpartum doula? Maybe. The postpartum doula can do this a lot. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. If you don't have a community, there are people that, yeah. that do this like professionally. These angels exist. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. So awesome. And so like how has that carried over now that your kids are older? You know, I mean, yeah. I know. Probably prioritizing, you know, sleep is probably still a big one. Oh, yes. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Yes. Sleep is one of the 
eight areas of self-care, you know, that I like to talk about, too, in addition to connection, like you were saying. Honestly, I think sleep is probably number one for feeling good. I mean, if you're not sleeping well, it's just crazy making. And so many people just don't get enough. I know that sometimes it's, you know, not easy. You want some time to yourself at night, you know, after a full day with children or, you know, working. And I really have to make that a priority and just do it. And everything goes better, you know, when I'm well rested. Yeah. I mean, even think back to when you didn't have kids or whatever, or you're on your own, like, you know, taking a nap often like solved a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's the same thing. If we want to talk about like, and the chronic sleep deprivation, you know, it's just, it's too, too much. So it really is important to prioritize that and, and figure out if you're not sleeping well, why? Yes. Is there something in your diet that's a problem? Is there, is there like a, a physical thing that you have to get worked out with, you know, having somebody there to help you with the kids or help, you know, take another shift mm-hmm. or, you know, is your bed not comfortable? You know, mm-hmm. like we, we actually thought that we had a very uh, comfortable bed and, and we were having some issues and it wasn't until we discovered our IntelliBed um, that we like had a massive shift. Mm. I mean, like now I can't even go back. Like the mattress that we had, which was very new, Mm -hmm. um, is at my parents' house and we were visiting and it was like, oh my God, is the bed broken? Like what's wrong with this thing? (laughs) (laughs) And we asked them, they're like, nobody's even slept on it since you guys have been here last. And uh, it was like, well, that's how different, right? The support can be. So it can be something that needs to be changed out like that. It can be, you know, maybe you are having the caffeine in the afternoon and it's keeping you up or, you know, maybe you're not having enough, um, you know, electrolytes or something before bed. There's all kinds of things to try, but it's really important to, to try. Yes. And, you know, yeah. one thing that I didn't realize is how much if you have anxiety, you know, like whether it's from, you know, hormonal, which it often is, you know, I mean, and that those hormonal changes can be caused by stress. Like after my first baby, Even when she was napping, I could not nap because I was so anxious. But I didn't realize that that was not normal. If any new moms are listening and they're just feeling like, well, I just can't nap while baby's napping. Well, you know, you really might need to go support, you know, to help you Mm -hmm. reduce the, it might be the practitioner, figure out what's going on. Like, don't just be complacent in something that's not working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Search for answers. Oh, yeah. And then also, I just that also brings me to another um, aspect of my my self care, stress reducing activities, to make make that a priority. And there's so many different ones we can do, but and whatever works for us. But it's just that stress is just such a huge, huge factor in our the health of our bodies and our minds and how it's just yeah. you know it's just so it's also connected. I just realize that I have really got to be proactive to manage stress. Because unfortunately, yeah. we live in a the way we live. It's stressful. <laughs> Very, and it's on every different level. Because not only do you have the physical stress that you know the demands of world, and of course the demands of of new motherhood, but you have the psychological stress. You know, the worry, the anxiety, the you know, always got to be achieving, always got to be doing. Like there's that kind of inborn in us mm-hmm. in, in in our culture. There's stress coming through our our diet. 
through our nutrition, oh, yeah. you know, food allergies yeah. and pesticides and chemicals, you know, all the stuff that's yeah. really stressful for our body. And then, you know, we've got stress of like cell phones and, you know, like Wi-Fi stress. Right. Yeah. 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 And distractions. Right. It's just constant. You know, it's like even being on the Internet. Well, you know, it can be such a source of wonderful connection, but we also have to really be mindful to manage it and if it's getting to be too much then really take that break yeah you got to keep the balance there because yeah you want to reach out and connect but you don't want to be overwhelmed with information Mm -hmm. you don't want to be caught up too much in someone else's story and you know a lot of people kind of get that pinterest anxiety right (laughs) where it's like oh yeah everybody else's life is so picture perfect and look at this and you know i've got to do this and that and it's like hold up, like, those are professional bloggers, like, staging those things. Like, their life doesn't look like that all the time. Like, you know, I know I've shared on our site so many times, like, okay, food photography, right? It doesn't, dinner doesn't look like that every night. (laughs) Right. You know? (laughs) That's a picture. We work to make it a beautiful picture. And that's another thing that sort of isolates us from connecting with others is feeling like, oh, we're not good enough. Mm -hmm. We're not up to those standards. And it's like, no, you've got to just stop that and reach out because we're all people just doing the best that we can do with what we've got. Well, and making sure you are feeding yourself well, making sure you're drinking enough water, making sure you're enough, yeah, that you're taking time every day just kind of for you, you know, wherever you can find it. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, we all need that little time for ourselves to decompress and some need it even more than others, you know, like I, I feel like I'm an introvert. Well, I know I'm an introvert and Mm -hmm. I feel like I just, I know that like when my children are with me, like on the weekends, you know, we just finished a long weekend and I mean, I love having all that time together, but on the other hand, I really, I can tell by the end of the day, by the end of the weekend, Oh, I just, I need some time alone, you know. Because mm-hmm. you've given and given yeah. and given of yourself. Yes. Yeah. It's just like this, I, it's like a tugging on me, you know, that mm-hmm. is as much as I love to give and I love to, to be there for them, it still is an energetic drain. I mean, it yeah. just takes energy and it's like, oh, it's just, it is so helpful to remember, oh, it's okay. I'm, it's, it doesn't mean that I'm you know, a bad mom because I need a little time to myself. It just means I'm normal and I just, you know, need to recharge with some quiet time, you know? Well, and I think that that's so great to know, hey, this is what I need to be able to refill, to come back, you know, as a whole person to my family. You know, this is what I need for me because, you know, I think, like you said, it doesn't mean you're a bad mom. I think it's, it means that you're a great yes. mom because <laughs> because you realize what you what you need and and you're taking care of that and I think that that's so important and what an example for our yes. children to see especially our daughters to see um, mom taking care of herself mm-hmm. I totally yeah. agree yeah really huge because I think that that just has fallen by the wayside and for whatever reason that has not happened in the past generation or so. So it's really important. And I know that you've got a free self-care workbook that it goes over the eight areas of self-care. Yeah. 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 And and, um, a big part of it is just really making just a little, just a few minutes even to like assess your current level of self-care. And I feel like so often I can, you know, if I'm not trying or not being mindful, if I'm just drifting along, I can just let a lot of things go, you know, mm-hmm. and not even realize it. And then right. so I feel like just checking in, you know, from time to time, 
with, you know, in those eight areas, having the list, looking at it, saying, you know, how am I doing? And, you know, am I drinking enough water? Am I dealing with stress in effective ways? And am I connecting with other people and with myself? Um, that's another thing, doing the inner work, you know, journaling of really remembering, you know, what are my values? What what do I really want? You know, gosh, it's so easy to let go of that, you know, as mom. Right. And it doesn't have to be. I know <laughs> moms are like, okay, that sounds great, but when am I going to find time for all this? Right. It's like, it doesn't have to be a big hours long mm-hmm. adventure. It can be five, 10, oh, yeah. minutes just to reflect back on, hey, I'm just checking in with me. How am I doing? How am I doing on these areas? How am I doing, you know, even putting something in your phone, a reminder, mm-hmm. like, have I had my glass of water? Yeah. The past couple of weeks, I've been really renewing my water drinking habit because, I, you know, I had let it go a little bit, uh, which is, you know, it's just easy to do. But what I'm doing is I'm just leaving my glass of water on the counter in the kitchen. And just every time I go in the kitchen, I'm drinking some. So are you familiar with Tiny Habits? Basically kind of based on that. But basically, well, you have a trigger, you know, and so my trigger is walking into the kitchen and then so when I walk into the kitchen there's my glass of water and I'm going to drink it and then I do this little I consciously think like celebratory thoughts Mm that just yay I did it you know and you you can even add so you bring up this good feeling in your body when you do the desired habit and um, that really helps to reinforce it in your brain and make it into a habit make that pathway yeah and also you can even do like a hand motion like you could also imagine like yourself doing the moonwalk or something silly, but, and, and, and yeah, like the sillier, the better sometimes, you know. Right. Cause it cements it in your brain. Yeah. 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 So that's a neat way to like, if you want to build habits, it doesn't have to be a big change all at once. It's, you know, the right. small steps. And that's something else in my, the self-care workbook that I talk about small steps, you know, baby steps to, to making changes that make a huge difference. Exactly. They make a huge difference. I mean, we talk about that with our Change One Thing Challenge, and we really encourage people to, you know, change. Like we always say, okay, go on social media and tell us, like, what one thing you're going to change this week. And we have a book that has all these suggestions of little changes you can make because it doesn't have to be a big thing overnight. It can't be. That's not sustainable. Right, right. That just, like, turns our life upside down and our, our body, our critter brain goes, like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> survival is threatened, you know. So we have to, like, do little changes. And it's really great, like you said, to do that tiny habits modality. Yeah. Um, and then it's also great, you know, to do habit stacking where it's like, okay, after I brush my teeth, I'm going to act, yeah, exactly. you know, like I'm going to take my supplements or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that you start hooking these new habits on something that you already do. So for you, you know, I walk into the kitchen. Well, you're going to walk into the kitchen a million times a day. Right. Um, So it's like, you know, you're hooking it in with something that you're already doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it works so well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for for me to get in my water, I use a quart mason jar Mm -hmm. as my drinking glass. And I only have to fill it up like three or four times a day as opposed to all these little cups of water. Um, and I find that, and this is kind of weird, but I found it with so many people that having the bigger mm-hmm. mouth on the jar, like you drink more yeah. than if it's like a little squeeze bottle. And I love drinking out of the jar. I don't know yeah. why, but I enjoy drinking out of that thing better, more than 
a regular glass or yeah. a water bottle? Do you know, and, and we're on our real food road trip right now, and it was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be traveling, and I, I've got to, like, you know, yeah. looking at everything, and I had to, you know, go down on my kitchen supplies, obviously, because we're in 400 square feet. So it was like, how do I make this work? And my mason jars were like, hey, I'll volunteer. Like, I can do everything. You know, it's drinking glass. It stores um, food in the fridge. It stores leftovers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a measuring device, and we have our smoothies out of that every morning, like, it's amazing, but it makes such a difference in getting in the water. And one thing that people can do if they don't, you know, love having the open jar around is put a kapow on there. I don't know if you've seen yeah. these, the kapows. Oh, my God, they're so cool. It basically turns your mason jar into, like, an adult sippy cup. Yeah, and it screws down. It's like a little lid, and it sits on top, and it screws down with the ring of the mason jar. Oh, wow. You know, if you screw that on, then you can take your mason jar to go in the car and not worry about. Yeah, it's really cool. So Kapow is what it's called. Mm -hmm. Again, I'll put a link on the show notes. But uh, we discovered that when we were living in New Hampshire. It's actually a group in Massachusetts that started it, and so we heard about it, and I thought, this is so cool. And now they have different ones that, you know, they have, like, oil spouts. And, mm. um, yeah, so you can make your salad dressing and yeah. then pour it out. It's just neat. It is neat. I'll, yeah. I'll check that out. Because then you don't have to have a big, you know, extra thing yes. for that. It's the same jars that you would. I'm all about simplicity. Why make it harder on yourself? Yeah, yeah. totally agree. Well, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm just so happy to connect with you because, you know, all of this is so in line of, everything that we talk about and believe in. And I think it's just so vitally important for moms to really, you know, get the message that, that they matter and that their self-care matters and that it's very doable. It doesn't have to be a big, huge undertaking that takes, takes you away and adds stress to your life. It can be done in a very doable way. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's so rewarding. Like You know, the more you do it, the more you want to do it because you feel so good. Yeah. And I mean, just think like you don't have the all the down days, all the sick days when you take care of yourself, you know, and yeah, it's kind of like we've talked about before. You're like your body's going to throw little little pebbles at you, you know, and then if it doesn't get attention, it's going to throw a rock Mm -hmm. and then it's going to throw a boulder, you know, so it's like. If we can pay attention when the pebbles are coming, then we can avoid the boulders, you know. All right, Heather, thanks so much for being here today. Again, I will have links on the show notes to all the things that we've talked about. So, again, listeners at realfoodwholehealth.com. Under podcast, under episodes, just click on the episode and you'll get all the links. Thanks for being here. Yay, thank you so much for having me. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. And please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.